You're it. You're it. You're it. Quizzies. Any quizzies. You're it. Quizzies. No, any quizzies. No starsies. You can't do that. Can do. Cannot. Stamp it. Can't do. Double stamp it. No erases. Cannot. Triple stamp it. No erases. Tough blue make it through. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lloyd, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lloyd, Lloyd. You guys. Enough. Hey guys, welcome to 5 Minutes of Funny. This is episode 18. My bad. As a 6th grade teacher, I look at my students and sometimes I wonder why they do some of the things that they do. And I can't figure out why they say some of the things that they say in class. But then I realize, oh, my bad. I think back to when I was in high school and I realized that a lot of what I said and did is just coming back to haunt me. It's kind of like the mom's curse. You know, I hope you have a kid just like you. Well, I've got some students that are just like me, students who are listening, and I know that some of you, because I know some of you are desperately trying to get into my podcast. So my students that are listening, let me put a cautionary warning out there. Do not try any of these pranks, jokes, or funny things. First of all, you'll get in trouble. Second of all, I'm just simply better at them than you are. So do not engage in these practical jokes. It will not end well for you. So there's two teachers that I need to apologize to. First teacher is Roger the Leprechaun Shanley. This was my language arts teacher. Now, I'm not going to apologize for the fact that you were five foot two, that you had a silver and white beard that made you look like the Notre Dame mascot. I'm not going to apologize for the fact that you wore these pointy shoes and when you clicked your heels together, green clovers and blue diamonds came out of your pockets. That's not my fault. It is not my fault. You were the lucky charms guy, but I do need to apologize for the fact that I commented on that in class and for the fact that I called you a leprechaun and I called you Shanley, the shamrock. I just need to tell you from the bottom of my heart, my bad to my geometry teacher, my sophomore year of high school, Mr. Richard, the cuss Corvo, my bad. To my geometry teacher, my junior year of high school, Richard the Cuss Corvo. My bad. In case you missed it, yes, I had the same teacher for geometry my sophomore year and my junior year. That was my fault. I didn't figure out how to play the game with Mr. Corvo. I needed to realize he was the meanest, grouchiest man I had ever met. Just because I sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes, imitated his voice. Hey, mister, you need to turn your work in and stop playing around. This is not some kind of game. Just because I did that occasionally does not mean that you could call my friends Josh and Tyler and myself the three idiot musketeers. Hey man, that hurt. To the bottom of my pointy little shamrock shoes, that hurt when you called me an idiot musketeer. When you passed back test, And you just kind of launched them like a paper airplane from eight feet away with a little silly smirk on your face that said, oh, another F for you. Ha ha. I shouldn't have reacted. So for that, my bad. For all the times that you tried to use chalk to put a problem on the board and all you got was dust and chalk slivers because somebody happened to glue all of the chalk to your chalk tray so that you could not get a single piece of chalk in that entire classroom. Hey man, my bad. For the fact that your keys would always be hidden somewhere else on your desk, in your desk, on the floor, in the ceiling tiles, underneath your coffee mug, 
somewhere that caused you extra time and trouble for that. Hey man, my bad, but it was kind of your fault. You did kick me out of class every other day. Did you expect me to be out in the hallway waiting for you to come lecture me about what a failure I was, about what a miserable human being I was, about how I had no future? Oh, by the way, I'm a middle school teacher. But instead of waiting out in the hall, I needed to work on my basketball game. So I was downstairs shooting baskets, waving to you. I know you'd look out the window and see me. You shouldn't have waved back. But I guess it was my fault for waving first. So my bad. To my current students who are thinking about trying some of these pranks, please don't. You have enough bad pranks of your own. Do not dance your way across my classroom, especially when I tell you to sit down. When I tell you to sit down, please do not start imitating TikTok dances because that's going to end you up in the office. When you end in the office, please do not make up some phantom disorder that causes you to dance like some out-of-body experience. That's funny, but not appropriate for a classroom. Second thing is, my other student, let me make sure you understand, paper is to write on, food is to eat. Do not mix those up. You do not turn talkies in with your assignment written on them. Don't eat paper. Unless you plan on stapling a worksheet to a cheeseburger, please stop eating your writing paper. That's not going to end well. And again, I'm irritated by that, but at the end of the day, I am kind of responsible for that. So for those students, my bad. All right. Love you, Lizzie. Hey guys, welcome to 5 Minutes of Funny. This is episode 19, Garbage, G-A-R-B-E-J-E, Garbage. Last night, I went to a little kid's basketball game with my daughter, and we watched some kids play. And when I say little kids, I'm talking about little kids. We're talking about four feet tall. They're about six to seven years old. But that did not stop parents from acting like garbage. G-A-R-B-E-J-E, garbage. We've got some parents that are mad because the referee is not calling double dribbles, travels, moving screens, over and backs, ups and downs, three seconds in the lane on every single possession. Um, Mom and dad, they are six and seven years old. Please stop screaming for them to run a high post screen please stop being mad that the referee did not call a moving pick. Let me remind you of how strategy goes in a six and seven year old basketball league. Here's play one. Child A inbounds the ball and passes it to child B. Child B drops the ball. Child A, B, C, D, and E, and child F, G, H, I, and J all throw themselves on top of the ball like ants on a pile of ice cream for about six seconds until the referee pulls them off, sends them to their separate corner, oh wait, wrong sport, sends them to their separate sideline, and we repeat that play. Mom and dad, before you start screaming at these kids and the officials, like your Spike Lee watching a Knicks game at Madison Square Garden, let me remind you that the score was two to zero at halftime. So your attitude on the sidelines is garbage, G-A-R-B-E-J-E, garbage. I had this affect my family personally. Last year, my 17-year-old son was umpiring t-ball. This was my son who played baseball all of his life. He knows about baseball. This kid's a good baseball player, and he was a good umpire. However, I had to go watch some of his games because he was telling me that he had adults 
like grown men threatening to meet him in the parking lot over a call that they disputed in T-ball. In T-ball, the average score is 37 to 32. That means that everybody scores every single inning. There is no defense. There's very little hitting. It's basically run around the bases like a cakewalk on fast forward. And after everybody scored, you switch sides. There should be zero threat at a T-ball game. You especially don't threaten a 17-year-old umpire. You especially don't threaten one of my kids. So your attitude in the bleachers, Mr. T-Ball Dad, garbage. G-A-R-B-E-J-E, garbage. Every once in a while, I think that parents will grow out of this. Apparently not. A few years ago, there was the story of a guy who decided that he was Alabama football's super fan. So after Alabama lost a football game, one football game to the University of Auburn, this guy went up and he poisoned some trees that had been on the Auburn campus for hundreds of years. Uh, He didn't get mad. He didn't just throw something around his trailer because you know a guy like that has to live in a trailer. This guy decides he's going to poison trees. As a result of his actions, these trees, which had been there for hundreds of years, they were basically state monuments, had to be destroyed because they died and they were about to fall over. Dude, come on, man. You're 65 years old and you're poisoning trees because of a football game? Garbage. G-A-R-B-E-J-E. And if you're from Alabama, yes, that word is spelled incorrectly. I just want to make sure you know that. If you're wondering why I'm intentionally spelling that word wrong, that's because garbage behavior is not just limited to sports or athletics. Garbage behavior apparently has invaded things like spelling bees and the geography bee. I can't make this up. This is an actual quote from Washington, D.C. In a scandal that some have compared to the steroid epidemic in sports, no, please don't ever compare spelling bees to steroids in sports, an 11-year-old was accused of using banned software to double-check spelling words. This is where it gets amazing. He may have lost millions of dollars in endorsements from dictionary companies. If you have a dictionary company endorsing you for millions of dollars, I'm in the wrong job. Here's the last story. Garbage. G-A-R-B-E-J-E. There was a family that sued the school district and the state of Illinois for $50 million for defamation of character because someone accused their kids of cheating in a geography bee. Whether they cheated or not, if you file a $50 million lawsuit over a geography bee, I can look up on a map and tell you, you live in the city, in the capital city, in the state of garbage. G-A-R-B-E-J-E, garbage. All right, love you, Lizzie.